Hi, and welcome to HR Life Podcast. I'm Adia Sapp. Over the past decade, I worked as an HR expert with founders and managers to lay sustainable HR foundations and develop growth practices for scaling. In the coming episodes of HR Life, I will interview experts from the most promising companies in order to explore and discuss scaling growth strategies from hiring and management, engagement to team building and methods to stabilize massive manpower growth. And now let's get started. So hi, thank you so much for joining us. So today we're gonna have Leora, uh, Leora Golom, which is the head of uh, employer branding at ZipRecruiter. And Leora is going to take us through the journey of employer branding at Israel right now. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a jungle, basically. Yeah. And also, I think we can uh, even elaborate on that and even take things from that to, to the global things that are happening with employer branding and overall with recording. Um, so I think we're going to start by letting you introduce yourself <laughs> with all the things that you are doing right now. That you want to share <laughs> it's funny that you're saying it because two weeks ago I posted that I ran out of time and it was very dramatic for me and and the reason it was so dramatic is because I'm used to doing tons of stuff at the same time and I always had time to, to find other new projects and new things that I can help other people with and all of a sudden I was like wait I'm doing way too much this role that I'm doing right now is <clears throat> is a global role but also full-time a real full-time position and And I have other full-time um, responsibilities, such as fuck-up nights in Israel mm-hmm. and, um, and my personal journey helping others uh, enter the high-tech industry here in Israel. So when you have those three balls in the air, it's like, do you have time for other stuff? And I was like, okay, for the first time in my life, I'm going to admit I don't have time anymore, uh, which is very odd. Like, as a concept, <laughs> I don't have time. But yeah, so I'm Leora, and I run the employer brand company. At ZipRecruiter, which is a global company, if you're hearing us from North America, you're for sure knowing know the company. It's uh, one of the biggest marketplace for employer seeking mm-hmm. and employee seeking. Um, and for people that want to seek for a job. For a, yeah, for looking okay. for a job, we're basically connecting millions of millions of people, um, employers to employee, employee seeking and, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Um, it's an outstanding company and I'm not just saying it because I work there. I honestly um, kind of following their journey in the past 11 years, which again from a small company, we just had an IPO. It, it's incredible what they're doing and the mm-hmm. product itself is really good. We can talk about it later. Uh, we are aiming for HR uh, clients and I think they will be interested to know about Zip recorder product maybe in two sentences just so they would know. So basically ZipRecruiter is a tech company. We build mm-hmm. an AI um, marketplace so- based marketplace and what we're doing is helping the right people find the right position and helping employer find the right people um, for open positions and it could be anyone from a nurse, a lawyer, a truck driver to a mm-hmm. high-tech employee um, And even other roles. So it, it's like a gigantic marketplace and it's amazing. That's what's so unique about it, in my opinion, also, that you can find anything there, basically. We are active right now, uh, mostly in North America, and we're growing 
and and what's funny here, we're recording this from Israel, and I see more and more Israeli startups and Israeli companies that are looking to recruit in the U.S. now mm-hmm. using that tool, and that's fun. That's fun for us because we can help them because we are the art. One of the R and D centers is based in Israel, mm-hmm. um, so there's like the manpower that can actually. advice if needed yeah um, we talked about it like in earlier episodes about <clears throat> how hard it is to recruit once you are not located at the place that you are recruiting in um, so that's why I thought it could be interesting to, to listen and hear about that and I think maybe that could be relevant for our listeners for so. sure I think every let's be honest if we're talking about the high-tech industry every startup in Israel is not just based in Israel anymore yeah So even if you're based in Eastern Europe or you're based in Europe or in the U.S., which most of them are, and by based in, I'm not just meaning the HQ, I'm meaning like R&D center, sales center, mm-hmm. CS, whatever, um, you need to think about another strategy. And that's, by the way, where employer branding fits. Because each country has its own um, culture mm-hmm. and its own strategy. For example, awards are really big in the U.S., So best place to work at and, and all those kind of awards, best place for a female to work, best place for a work-life balance, um, candidate looks for them. In Israel, for example, you'll see a lot of cynical like yeah. people around any awards that is coming up or criticism or judgment or anything. It's, it's not necessarily something that a candidate will look for. Yeah. So and where also do you I think it's, money? It's, it's a new thing <coughs> because the lists were there for, I think... Over a decade now, but they used to be like belong to the big companies oh, and exactly. uh, most of the people thought, okay, why am I seeing that uh, the electricity company is in the first place <laughs> for so many years and so many things like that, questions like that that you thought, okay, and also startups companies weren't there for for many years. I think it's just like I would say five for the last five or six years that you see small startups that are, even like 100 people there, and also um, foreign companies that have a base here that started to be in those lists. So everything changed and also deadly. So I think it's pretty new here. So we still like very... And we'll see more and more awards as we go, to be honest. I think mm-hmm. a lot of organizations will just do awards also for their brand recognition, like they're giving an award. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be another thing that any company should think about Are we going to be a part of it? I'm not sure if people that are not part of HR know it. It's not just applying for an award. You need to send a survey to your employees. It's something that you need to think about. Because, and I always say it, it's not just um, sending the survey a hope for the best. I'm not going to send a survey if I know that my employees are not happy. Not because I don't want them to criticize the companies. Because I'm not doing something right and I need to fix it before doing anything else. Mm. Um Anything with employer branding, and we'll talk about it, is not just about what's happening externally to the organization. It's a lot with what's happening in the organization right now. I can hire 150 people. If 75% of them are not going to stay after three or six months, I did nothing. So the first thing when we, we're talking about those awards or employer branding or even recruiting, in my opinion, is take a really deep look in your company and ask yourself, are my employees happy? Mm-hmm. And if they're not, why aren't they? Um, so yeah, so that's like a big part of my philosophy anyway. Yeah, we, we are going to go there. But first, I, I want you to tell a little bit about yourself. And uh, how did you get to be an uh, head of employer branding? 
So my journey is a bit different than others. A lot of people who deals with employer branding came from the marketing industry mm-hmm. or the HR industry. Yeah, we will talk about that also. <laughs> and, and my journey is a bit different. I came from NGOs. Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody will look at my LinkedIn or my CV, they're not going to see a straight line, at least not on first. But while reading about the roles that I did or talking to me, you will see that the one common thing about everything is people. Um, that's why I also very relate like, to HR being called people-centric, not mm-hmm. human-centric. Like, because never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are people. <laughs> we are people. Um, so, for example, when I worked at NGOs, I was in charge of the volunteer department. And when working with volunteers in any organization, you need to understand their passion, the reason for doing it, what's going to keep them for for a long term, and What's the motivation to even start doing that? That's a lot. Mm-hmm. When you think about employees, it's very similar. It's the same thing. What will bring them to the company? So understanding what's your EVP, it's mm-hmm. not just relevant for employees. It's an, it's relevant for volunteers as well. And I think that the, the, the main thing here, that understanding why people are coming here and why they would want to stay and what are they getting from here, Uh, those questions are very um, I don't know if it's easy but those questions like like you said I, I need to ask that people are volunteering sure. here so I, 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 I need to know what's keeping them here why they are coming here because I can't give them money but once we go um, and we are looking for employees the main thing that we usually think about people okay I'm paying them exactly so we're we're just like I think that for many years we push that away okay we are paying for them they will do their job we're paying I'm, for them that's what you like that's the thing that was the notion yeah no that's it can be and in this market where everybody can pay for them it's not enough anymore I think that what happened in the extremely in the last few months it's in Israel in Tel Aviv center but also um, you can see that in the states in San Francisco it's not something new that we invented here companies still use the money thing that the, the salaries are going higher and higher and you can see that people are getting more options which is um, a, a, like a better say a better way to say I'm giving you money stay here for the money. And we, we came to a phase where money, we, we can't pay that much. I don't think we, maybe we're, we're going to enter that phase soon because the salaries are so high. So companies are still using that, but they know that it's not going to work anymore. Oh, you, it's you it's have not a limit. enough. Yeah. The thing is, and I see it now with a lot of, and again, it's a generation gap, like Generation Z is completely different than mm-hmm. Generation X and, and what they want from their workplace and everything. But it's not enough to offer money. Yeah. And the reason that so many of the Gampa are struggling with hiring is because of their reputation. And people are asking themselves, do I want to work for that company? Mm-hmm. Is it doing good in the world? And, or am I going to be part of the evil forces? And I hear those terms, which is insane because I never yeah. heard them before. And um, also, what am I doing here? Exactly. Like, is it, um, okay, I'm getting paid. But what am I doing here? Is it like... Is it something that I enjoy to do? Is it something that I feel like I have meaning while I do that? Like I get like inner development um, 
skills here or competencies, uh, do I feel like I want to do that again and again and again? Do I feel like I want to invest my time here? Do I really feel like I want to be here? Those questions, for me, they were like questions that we asked many years ago, but I don't think that companies really understand or really face a problem with that. Now people come with that notion. They, they say, okay, what are you doing? What are those stuff? Are they doing good? I'm looking for a place that I can do that and that. I want to I wanna create something new. This is not a money-related issue. It's not a money-related issue. And I see a lot of startups, small startups, that are um, not offering the same amount as the mm-hmm. giants, but still are in better hiring uh, mood than the giants. And the reason for that is they understand their EVP. <clears throat> they're not just selling promises. Mm-hmm. They know exactly how to sell what they're doing. The culture in the company is amazing. And by culture, I'm not talking about the happy hours and parties. I'm yeah. talking about like the engineering culture and the day-to-day and how do you see employees and, and do you ha- are they supported, like mentally supported, which is not something that a company used to think about it, yeah. that they are responsible for it. And I'm not sure if they are, but that's a conversation now. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Coming from the world of volunteers and entering the high-tech industry, and my first role was community manager because, again, I was always a community manager. Now I am even a community manager. It was such an easy transition to the high-tech industry because mm-hmm. of that perspective that I have and also the skills. Um, and as I started working in the tech, I had, like, really vague roles, mm. like a lot of people does. And the reason for that, and I worked in startups, and, and the reason for that was that you have a team of 15 people building a startup. You do everything. Yeah. And that's fun. Like, that's fun. If you're the right person for that, that's fun. You can run with it. Um, but as I went, I noticed that my strength and the places that I'm most passionate about was the people that I work with. Not necessarily the customers, not, not because I didn't like it, but mm-hmm. I was extremely passionate about what's happening with the people that I'm working with. And all of a sudden, I found myself, and it's really like that. I found myself, uh, after leaving my role at a startup, getting calls from CEOs that I worked with in some c- kind of capacity with fuck-up and other things, um, come and just be here. Like, come and be with us and, like, help us understand how we sell ourselves, help us understand what's our problem with mm. the, the, the employees, the teams, and everything. I was like, but I don't have any training. Like, I'm not <laughs> the right person. And there were three CEOs that was like, just come. They didn't know each other. I know them from very different places in life. And I was like, I'm coming. But again, this is not my forte because it wasn't. I didn't study it. My, I went to the university to study political science and mass communication. But they saw something in me that I didn't see, which is always interesting in those kind of stories. And yeah, I prof- think they didn't have the title for that, but yep. they definitely understand what is the value that you can exactly. bring inside a team. And we didn't talk about employer branding like a few years ago, like we're talking about it now. Mm-hmm. But coming to those startups, it was very easy to see. And it's easy for me. It's not easy to say. I'm sorry that I'm saying nothing like that, but I understand that I have that skill all of a sudden. Um, what's missing What's missing? Mm-hmm. And I was able to work with incredible CEOs and HR uh, functions and, and help them build it. Mm-hmm. Really, really build it if it was how they present themselves externally, but also how they talk to their teams internally. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times I saw that the one thing that was missing is transparency, which is for me was like so obvious. Like, let's start with that. 
We want to yeah. hire 50 people. Why are people are not referring their friends? Let's talk about the problems here. Let's talk with employees. Let's do like round round tables and talk about like the issues that we have. Let's put a CEO with like five people on, in lunch mm-hmm. and just let him and them talk together like freely. I think that most of the managers, if you ask them how transparent they are, they will say, I, I explain everything. They know it's everything. It's not the same. Yeah, but it's definitely not the same. What you are talking about is something completely different. Completely different. Um, is how we are talking with people about things that are happening in the company. Um, I talked with my manager and he said, oh, but we have we are super transparent company. We have a daily with everyone on board and I'm talking for 10 minutes and, and I'm going to tell everything. But it's not true. Kid. It's not Because once you were there, you know that this is like a lecture. You get 10 minutes. And once the 10 minutes are done, are over, that's enough. And you can't really come in and ask questions. You don't know. You can see the cells on the PowerPoint that is like flipping over like the, uh, on a screen where you, where you make your coffee. But you don't really know and you feel that. That's something that you feel that you don't know. Mm-hmm. You may don't, want, don't know or don't want to say that. But you feel that. Like if you will ask people, they would say, okay, I don't feel like I know stuff. I know. And, and that's like a pain point for a lot of small and early stage startup, especially when they go into scale. Yeah. I think it's, it's something that it's very painful to people because you join uh, to a company, you join to someone else's dream, and you want to dream as well, like... You, you want to take a part of the dream and you want to dream it as well. And, and you need to know, like, what am I dreaming here? What am I doing here? Is it like working? Is it not? Because it's, it's small and it's something like it's very, uh, I don't know, it's, it's a complex thing. It, it thing. is, like, it is. And it's all about, pe- again, people. It, yeah, it's and all about people, I agree. When you talk with founders and you try to show them, and, and my big belief is not just showing the problem, it's coming with solutions. As a manager, by the way, mm-hmm. that's like my philosophy. Um, so it's not just talking about this organization is not transparent. It's this is what transparency means for mm-hmm. your teams, for your people, and how are we going to get there? Like, what are we going to do? After we've done that and we build some kind of um, structure for, for this new culture or whatever, we can start talking about mm-hmm. how to hire new people, how to ask for people to refer friends or anything else, how to talk about the organization outside, start doing PR and everything. Because I saw a lot of times, and I still see it, when organizations do amazing PR, they have incredible agencies, but, <laughs> that's a big but, they've been trashed online. Okay. By former employees, by current employees, And we saw it like a year ago, there was a big article, um, an interview with a CEO. And he talked about the fact that he canceled days off and it was unlimited. And, and like he talked about it in a place that he was very passionate about, but his employees hated it. And it backfired completely online. Mm-hmm. Like it was the worst interview I read in a very long time. I was like, why would you do this? Like, why would you... Talk like this about your employees, you made them feel like they are worthless, like they mm-hmm. can be somebody that you can just replace in a second. And that's the worst feeling ever, like yeah. if we're talking about the dream. You want to be passionate about the dream of the company. And I was like, 
he had the right agencies. He he had the amazing PR, but he didn't have that person. If it was employer branding, internal communication, HR, somebody with him mm-hmm. to work on the internal messaging. I think it's also <coughs> what he didn't have. It's a true belief in his people. I, I think so too. That's something that, that you feel also, if I'm going back to the, to the transparency, you feel that once people really love you. If the CEO really loves you, I, I don't mean like he loves you like he likes his, uh, I don't know, his partner or something like that, but he loves his work, the people that work with him, not for him, I with know. him. So you feel that with people. You can see the examples. Like, and that comes back to people because you feel once you, you get taken care of or once people are, are truly like uh, ask you questions about What is going on with you? Because it's all one big thing, like the work life and the, the, the life that we have, it's, it's a one big thing. So you feel that. You feel if someone is really genuine with you, if you know, if you can come in and ask a question and you will get the truth, if it's hard to hear that also, the truth. I think that it doesn't matter how many people you're going to pay for that will help you. You can't really change it. The things that you think about people um, maybe like you can go into a change process but that would be like very hard and, and I think a good manager in general it's not just founders it's anyone who manage other people is a person who see each of them as individual mm-hmm. each of them on what they need what they can bring to the team what they can bring to the company and a founder who don't have that skill, should either pay a lot of money somebody can <laughs> to be next to him or or honestly I don't think he or she will succeed because um, in the end you can't run without the team you just can't it's, it can be a one-man show when it comes to startups um, and yeah and like the, the journey that I had from freelancing and again I wasn't supposed to be a freelance and I wasn't supposed <laughs> to help people in those fields and it happened and it was amazing. Um, and then eBay heard about me from a friend and she was like, you need to meet with him. And I met with him and I started in a completely different position than what I ended up with. Uh, and the GM saw me, by the way, about mm-hmm. people that see me. The GM and my uh, direct manager saw me and saw what I can bring more than just my role. And again, working at startups where you do like 10 roles at the same time and you do them full time. A lot of people ask me, so you just do them like on the side and stuff. No, you do them full time. Um, so coming to eBay, I got this amazing opportunity to do my role, which was innovation and M A's, but also to start helping the GM with internal communication and get transparency mm-hmm. in the organization. And then at some point to run the entire team of employer branding and internal communication and really hire people and build this team. And it was an incredible journey. Um, cause again, a corporate vibe is nothing like startup and an already center in Israel. It's completely different than a corporate vibe. That have an Israeli man like every mm-hmm. Israeli management um so it's like it's nothing I ever did before and it was really challenging in a good way and hard and I loved it um and that I've, was like the first the first step into what's the first called employer brand yeah the first of fe- officially step because mm-hmm. I did it before I did it in a way when I worked at jolt and I did it in a way when I worked at even even the tweaks in some way but not you As a function like just stuff that I did did if it was like running meetups or just organizing stuff around the company 
Um, but it wasn't necessarily like the full thing because nobody really knew what's the full thing. And I, by, by the way, I don't think anyone know now what's the full I thing. I agree. Um, and it changed, this role of employer branding changes so much from organization to organization. And one of the main ways main way to see it is, is it under HR? Is it under TA? Is it under marketing? Is it under the GM or the CEO? And in each organization, it's based somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But the one thing about this role is the personality of that, of that human who run this have to be a tube. That's how I see it. A tube. A tube of information, a tube of collaboration, because you have to work with the C-level executive, the HR team, the TA team, marketing, tech and product, hiring managers. Like you have to work with all of them mm-hmm. in such a synergy to have it run. You're not a sole function. It's just, it will never work because you need to get your stories from internal communication. Mm-hmm. or from the hiring managers, or from the social media team, like to give them stories to post outside. And you need to work with communication and PR on your narrative about employer branding, but it's, because it's not necessarily going to be the same narrative that you're going to use for marketing a platform. Yeah. So that person needs to have a lot of like skill set. That's why I love this role so much. But also need to understand that it's not just a solo part mm-hmm. in any company, no matter if you have a team or not. Um, and yeah, it's like, it's it's a humongous role, in, in my opinion. I see it as a very strategic role to any company. I agree. I think also that I'm going to take you to the, what's going on right now. And you said it, like each company uh, right now use that job differently. Completely. I think that most of the companies knows right now that they need to address that, like the employer branding That's a problem issue. though. They're yeah. hiring person just to have this role. Yeah, well, I did a search last night because I was interested. So I wrote employer branding and over LinkedIn. And I saw, like, looked for jobs, like, worldwide and also in Israel. I, I wanted to see if it's, like, just an Israeli problem or... It's it, a global problem. Yeah, it's a global problem. So that's something, like, we, sh- we should know. But uh, once, you, you, once you search for uh, employer branding, employer... Branding manager. Yeah, HR recruiter, uh, recruiter marketing, HR marketing. Like, there's a lot of titles to it. Yeah, but I just, like, wrote employer branding because I thought, okay, maybe someone that used that term is with the understanding, like, we're going to need a function for that. But no, no, what I saw is that you can have a recruiter that has, like, a specific uh, requirement that he, they want him to do. Um, employer branding. And also you see uh, administrative roles that yeah. you want them to do um, employer branding. And the meaning there is you're going to do welfare, which is uh, APRs and parties and Halloween parties now. <laughs> uh, this is the time, even in Israel, <laughs> what do you know? Um, and you can see like all kinds of, of different uh-huh, roles and also what you see is marketing roles that have a, a section for employer branding yep. because like so I think what you said is right like those kind of people need to deal with all kinds of departments inside a company which one of them is marketing and HR and stuff like that and I think people are missing the the point or or thinking about okay how am I gonna do that okay I'm gonna Put it on someone that is already doing something that is close to that. So that could be the HR, that could be like the recruiter, that could be the, the secretary, and that could be also marketing. 
It's, it's a problem because most companies think about as well as a fixer upper, mm-hmm. like in a way. Uh, six months ago, I wrote an article about it, and I was like, a lot of companies are coming to me and asking me about how do I hire this person? What do they do in the company? And I asked them, what do they want? What do you guys want them to achieve? Like, what will be a success? Mm-hmm. And eighty percent of them told me something about social media. Mm-hmm. Like, social media is so crucial. It's so important. I was like, it's it's not like it is, but that's not employer branding. This is just a tiny chunk of it. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the times when you see those uh, posts, job job posts about employer branding, it will be about social media like writing skills and all that, but they don't take the time to think about this person. And also, this is one of the problems that I have now with this role. This is not a one-person position. Yeah. It just can't be. If it's a small startup and, like, they, it's, it's, it's a matter of um, budgeting or everything, yeah, I can understand. But this role needs to grow as the company mm-hmm. grows. And a lot of those big companies have this notion that they could have one person doing everything. And it's just wrong. And it's not just wrong because I say it's wrong. It's because if you really want to do employer branding, if you really want to do meaningful collaborations, social media, PR strategy, employee um, internally like referral programs and other stuff and um, courses to how to speak on stage and build Mm -hmm. your lecture pools and everything, it's not a one-person job. And it's not even about... The, the amount of hours in a day, it's about um, attention span. Yeah. Like how many things can one person do? Uh, and also there's no one person that have this, the ability to, to have so many skill sets perfectly. Yeah. Social media is a skill set. It's mm-hmm. like you need to be a person to know how to write, how to engage, how to track like changes and trends. Um, LTM is big, like you need to know what to write right now if something is happening outside in the market. Yeah, and how to like, communicate to people outside what is exactly. going on. And uh, like to do that, like all the time. You need to, to live there, to be part of, the, of exactly. the system. And by the way, a lot of those companies that came to me and asked, like, how can we be more successful mm-hmm. when it comes to our social media? Because that was the important part of the brand for them. It's like you're looking at... And they all give me the same example for the same company that I'm not going to say, a company that have funding for not just one person to run the social media team, but three mm-hmm. people, one to write the employer branding side and the other person to write the, the, the post. The, the post and, like, and, and they have agencies to film stuff and like mm-hmm. on, on stand like standby uh, cameraman or whatever. You don't have those luxuries. You just don't. We're not talking about the same thing. And also, you don't have the same size of audience that they do. Mm-hmm. The company that they were referring to is a company that is here for 30 years, build a reputation, and honestly have more than just three, four, five products. So their market, like the, the human market that they have around their uh, brand is incredibly large. And like not other, no other company in Israel can even be uh, close to it, no matter how great their uh, social post will be or whatever. And that's part of their <coughs> global plan. And they have, part of the global plan. Yeah, they do that in other places exactly. as well. Exactly. Um, so it's like, this is not employer branding. It's very successful for them because mm-hmm. they can afford it. It's not your employer branding. And, and that's going back to the earlier of our conversation. Understand what's your EVP. Understand mm-hmm. what's your employee value proposition. What do you want to sell outside? And not just sell it because you're selling it. When people join the company, the EVP, 
should correlate with the day-to-day. Like, it has to. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, those company was like, okay, so we need to think about it. What do we want the success to look like in a year or two years from now? What do we want this person to actually do, not in the daily task, but to achieve? Um, and, and a lot of companies don't ask those questions before they post yeah. this job description. And I, I think they even, like, separate that. Yeah. The main thing that we can learn here, and did you shine so brightly on, is the fact that uh, once you go to do EVP, and they're all, it's a marketing strategy for outside. You first need to think always, you need to start with the inside. Inside. And I can tell you, like, there's a, a few incredible things that we're doing right now at ZipRecruiter, not just in my field, like, mm-hmm. not just like employment planning, but like in general. But the reason that I joined the company, and I wasn't looking for a job at that time, but it was the people. Mm-hmm. Like, it was talking to the people and, and seeing how passionate they are about the product, the company, their day-to-day. That's what sold me the company. Nothing else. Not a role, not a company. Not the, the compensation, sorry, the company else. It was the mission of the company mm-hmm. that coexists with my personal mission and the people that I talked with. And why, when I entered that role and we were talking about EVPs, mm-hmm. like one of the main things that we all talked about and I asked, like we did a lot of things around it, everybody mentioned our, the, the, the people here are so unique. And why are they so unique? Not because it's, um, somebody told me about the beer challenge. Like you need to think about the people that you're hiring. Will you go to a beer with them oh. in the afternoon? It's like it wasn't about that. Mm-hmm. The people at ZipRecruiter are so different from each other. And it's such a diverse um, environment, which I love, by the way. But each of them is bringing something completely different to the table. Mm-hmm. And it was so beautiful to see it from the outside, just talking to them. But entering the company and now talking with so many people and this function, again, is working with so many departments and so many individuals. Um, it's inspiring. Mm-hmm. Like the ability to say I'm learning something new every day is not something that I could easily say about former workplaces. Um, and, 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 and I realized, okay, this is part of the AVP. Okay. Like, that's part of what makes us so special and unique. And if this is one of the things, and again, one of the things, because EVP usually will be between three to six things. So how did you put it inside the EVP? And maybe we'll say what is the EVP. Just want to make sure that we... Employee value proposition. What makes people come to the company, but also what makes people stay in the company. Yeah, which is basically the strategy for employer branding. Yeah. If we would say, like, one thing that we should do is the strategy, and that's it. It's to understand, it's to understand why people are coming, why they should come, and uh, what keeps them there. And well, when we realize what's our EVP, and it's like a long process, and again, this company is built for 11 years now, going on 12, and there was always an EVP for the company, but now we just try to see it, it was such a milestone year for this company, the IPO, mm-hmm. uh, rethinking about stuff. So it was a great opportunity. And also that's, by the way, something that a lot of companies are forgetting. As you grow as a company, your employee grows as, a com- as individuals, and you need to think about strategies that you used to have. If mm-hmm. it was marketing or employer branding or even, even how to keep your employees engaged. Like that's something that should always be yeah. In your thoughts, in, in thought process. It's not, nothing is finalized. And that's why I love the time that I joined the company because it was like, let's think about stuff. 
Let's mm-hmm. invest time and think about how can we do it better. Mm-hmm. And any company that think about it, her employees, its employees all the time is like, what can we do more? It's just an incredible environment, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so realize then that if people are one of the main reasons that people are coming, what can we do? Can we change the process of hiring that people will be exposed to more people? Should we do that? Mm-hmm. Or should we start talking about not just what the platform is doing and the fact that this is a good company and all of that, and we should put more employees externally, like outside on social media and talking in conferences and everything. And like it's building a strategy around the people. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like a lot of thoughts. We're still in the thought process and building plans for 2022 and everything. But I think that's what's so important about employer branding. It's not just giving them specific roles and just run with it. Like, I want to see it done. Is mm-hmm. Be aware if it's a constant change of strategy and the fact that that function need to be able to work with, again, marketing, HR, welfare, everything, on, on everything. And at eBay, for example, I was um, the head in Israel, the head of um, a employer branding and uh, internal communication. And one of the main things of part of my role was to work with the incredible welfare team. And I'm just saying incredible because they're doing really inventing things <laughs> about the messaging. And are we connecting to the audience that is coming up next week? Or um, the company just changed its DNA. Like eBay, after 25 years, did this rethinking about what should we aspire to be in the next 25 years. So how are we building the next care packages around that? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's not necessarily something that you will say it's a part of the employer branding, but I was there to think about how it's going to look like for people when our employees share this thing on social media, when they get it, if it's going to be uh, an experience, like how can we make it something that they can do with other people and share the messaging that we want with maybe future candidates or whatever. So that's the thing about, in my opinion, employer branding that a lot of companies are missing. Mm-hmm. It's not just a person to do this, to run meetups and and your social media. It's an essential part of the organization. It's like another set of eyes mm-hmm. that see a lot of things from above in a way, but have the responsibility to connect them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the reason, by the way, that I think a lot of people could fit this role. And they're not necessarily going to come from marketing or they're not necessarily going to come from HR. They have... a unique set of skills of um, getting people together and engaging them and extremely creative people. They have to be extremely creative because let's say you build your EVP and you understand the product and you understand everything. What are you going to do that is going to be different than anyone else? Are you going to do another billboard because everybody else is doing them? Mm -hmm. Or what's going to be unique about the billboards that you're creating because you decided on doing that? And we can talk about billboards, by the way, (laughs) because... Um, I'm not sure what I think about that. Um, but yeah, it's not just doing the same thing that everybody's doing is, is finding what's unique to your company and doing mm-hmm. that. Um, you feel like sometimes that even though, you know, you need to do like to walk your way, there are stuff that you need to do of because course. the industry is doing them. Of course. Let's... Like I would give like the, the, like my example for that, like. I would say, okay, we need to think about 
hiring process. That's my expertise. But like, I wouldn't skip on posting on LinkedIn, even though I, like I would say, okay, this is like the basic stuff. This is the industry that stuff that we need to do a career site. Yeah, like we can talk about it a lot, but I would say we need to put a check there, like a V check that we did that. Like we can't go without that. Maybe that won't be like the main channel for us. Maybe we'll do other stuff, but I would say, okay, we need to do that. That's like an, an industry um, norm. Yeah. And I'll give you an example that everybody's doing. Conference sponsoring. Everybody's sponsoring some kind of conferences. And then you're there and you have your boots and you give your swag Mm-hmm. And everything is the same. Unless you think about a company. And we just had a conference that we sponsored two weeks ago. And there were, I think, 12 sponsors there. And everybody had the same exact booth, like we're designing yeah, everything. Yeah, they were so. standing there and giving, like, <laughs> giveaways. And we decided to do something different. And and the reason we did something different is because, remember what I told you, my EVP before anything else <laughs> is the people. So at all time, we had... Six to ten people that are not HR functions or recruiting functions that will answer questions, but also start conversations. Mm-hmm. And um, we did people from the company that from come, the company that, that came, came into the conference, into the conference and, and also we're standing in the boot. And you'll say, okay. but a lot of people are doing that, and it's true. A lot of companies will bring their people to answer questions. Yeah, usually they bring like sales, business people yeah. like that. So they used so, to go into those situations. Yeah, we're talking but about I, here like a tech conference. So we brought mm-hmm. the techies. We didn't brought recruiters at all. Mm-hmm. And um, we gave swag. But we also encouraged that the people from our team that came to start a conversation to ask questions. Mm-hmm. We created like a short pitch for them in a WhatsApp group. Like, how can you talk about the company if you're not sure what to say in like 10 seconds? Because all you have in the beginnings are 10 seconds. Yeah. Another thing is I'm not going to sponsor a conference that I'm not necessarily going to be a part of the content because I think like the best value I can give anyone is not my swag, is the knowledge that the company have. So we have also had an amazing speaker talking in behalf of the company. Mm-hmm. And people came to our booth to, to hear more about the methodology that he talked about and everything. And everybody in the booth knew everything because they're part of the, his team. So was, there was it like, hard for them, like for tech people to start a conversation at a conference with people? I think for some of them it was hard, at least in the, in the first like half an hour or an hour. Mm-hmm. But after that, it was okay. Because again, they were talking about stuff they know. And all of a sudden, they're a knowledge source. And we're there to help them if, if they need or anything. And we gave a really different swag than everyone else. Like, again, thinking about the audience and not just giving, and no disrespect here, a bottle or mm-hmm. something that everybody else is going to give. Uh, we gave a portable stand for a laptop because we're we are a hybrid company. Mm-hmm. So if our we're targeting hybrid people that want to work in a hybrid environment, here is something that we can give them and mm-hmm. then talk about it. Why are we giving this web? We also did like kind of a uh, challenge in the boot, some kind of a ruffle, um, and all of a sudden we had a line. Mm-hmm. We had a line of people, and I think we were one of only two boots that actually had a line there. And in the line itself, people were talking with people who worked at Zip. Mm. So something happened. It wasn't just like you come, you take your swag, and you go. And you go. And it was so beautiful. It was so, I felt it was kind of unique for us. After two years of COVID, nobody did like conferences. All of a sudden, we're there. And and also for the people who came to the conference, like from my team, and I'm saying my team, and I'm not talking about employer branding, like engineers, data scientists, and everything. It was fun. 
It was fun. Yeah, there I was... wanted to ask how they feel eventually. It was fun. And we gave them like um, shifts to help us in the boot, but they came all the time. Oh, wow. So <laughs> so you see that, is, that it makes a difference. And another thing with it is if we're already sponsoring this conference and we have an amazing speaker in the conference and they have this WhatsApp group of the speakers, I contact uh, um, the company that ran this conference and I ask them if it's okay because we had this idea to have breakfast with the speakers in our office. And we had just had it yesterday. Mm-hmm. And you have those, like there were 25 speakers, 15 of them came to the office yesterday. And there are data leaders, basically. Those are people that other people want to hear coming to the office, talking. And it wasn't about recruiting because those people usually are very happy in their position. It was bringing them to us, um, getting them to know our company, brand mm-hmm. awareness, but also knowledge sharing is such a big thing. And if we can help with knowledge sharing as a company and be like a source of that, that's incredible. Um, but we did it like together with the hosting company. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about competition or or um, being the first or anything. Because again, this industry is so small in Israel. Yeah. You have to work together and not against each other. Um, so we did this conference completely different than others. Because we saw it as an opportunity not just for 15 minutes or one minute that the person coming in and taking the swag is an opportunity to create a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. So we did a few other things there. But it was I think so that's that's uh, it's really important point. And I'm thinking about how we started a conversation, thinking about the people inside the company, even before we talk with people outside. And now the example that you give is like, building relationship with the ecosystem, with people, which are people, right? we are doing that, with people outside that have knowledge that that we are all together in the same conference, so we will, be, we will build relationship with them. It, it's so important, and like we talked about hiring and the fact that employer branding in the end is about hiring new people. Mm-hmm. It's about bringing more quality candidates to the funnel. Um, and... The best way to do that is not just increasing your brand awareness, which is very important because you want people to organically think about your company when they're thinking about the next position. But it's also being one of those who matters. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean, it's not just a brand that everybody knows. It's a brand that people want to work at mm-hmm. or for. Um, and it's a big difference. It's a really big difference. And I think everything we're doing, if it's small stuff like sponsoring a conference or hosting a meetup or doing a campaign or anything, it's all part of that narrative that we want people to really know that what's going on behind the scenes mm-hmm. and not just remember our name. Because, um, again, everybody, there's so many names of so many companies. You want them to remember you for something unique. And... Employee running is about understanding what's unique about your company uh, and then sell that. And maybe selling is not the right word. It's, it's, it's empathizing it outside or showing, showcasing it or anything I else. I think just maybe leave the, by that or yeah. leave that. Yeah. Um, so once you do that you, in, from like a genuine way, people can see and feel that. Yeah. And honestly, like I worked with a lot of companies in the past few years as an advisor, but also internally. Uh, and I think those who success the most, even after I finished like advising for them or anything, were the one who did something unique for them. And unique for them is not putting 
necessarily balloons on car or trying to be something very, very different. But it's taking something that other people are doing or other companies are doing and doing it in your own special way. Yeah. If we're talking about, for example, billboards, everybody's now doing billboards. There's like two companies that did it differently, in my opinion. Okay, let's go into that. Similar web, <laughs> they did an amazing campaign. I agree. And, and I agree. And what did they do? They have employees on their billboards. But I think what they've done there, it's like they put the spot on the people. They put and they also 40 plus people. Not yeah. just three to five people and who look exactly like the same. Women and exactly. men. Different and roles. It was yeah. talent acquisition. It was engineers. Marketing. It was marketing. It was the office administrative. It was faces. And what I loved about it, not everybody looked exactly the same. They mm-hmm. weren't all Tel Avivian in their 20s or early 30s. Um, and, and they did it so beautiful. Like, really. Yeah. And in all the billboards, they thanked them. Yeah. It was around the IPO. There was a message around it. And you felt that the campaign was more about the employees than about the external brand. And you can be cynical about it and say, yeah, it's a, it's a great way to publish it. But honestly, when you see so many friends of the employees share their posters and, yeah. and looking for them, it was like kind of a scavenger hunt. They did it beautifully. The main question still remains, which only similar web people can answer, is whether they feel appreciated at work once they come. So we never can know we that. Can and know. We'll, I just want to put that question he- here because that's the main thing, like if we think about people. But I agree that once you put a billboard and you say thanks, people, like my people, thank you. I've, we could have done that without you. It's, it's like, wow, I was amazed too. Anyway. And also it was very nice to see on the social media that people are like, get excited. Oh the- my God, I'm, my face is on a billboard. I'm going to give another know. example without naming the company. So very bad like, example or good example? Bad example. Because I have so many bad examples. <laughs> like using true employees, but not on their actual roles. And I'm not going to say like the, the company name. I'm just going to say that Tel Aviv is very small. Uh, for me, what happened is that I, I drove with someone and I said, oh, did you saw that billboard? Like that company did that. And it was like... Um, It was for developers, for tech people, and it was a woman there. But she's not really a developer. Yeah, and I, but I, I bought that. I thought, I thought, okay, did you saw they put, like, a, a woman there? And she's, like, um, a, a developer. And he, the, the, the man that I was driving with, he said, no, I know her. She's not a developer. She's the office manager. And I was, like, Oh my God, I can't believe that. I so bought that, that she's a developer there. And I, and I like it so much that, that they have girls or women there. And that woman moment was like so frustrating. And also I felt like, oh my God, they're lying on billboards. They are. <laughs> and it's, it's so another it's, thing. It's a bad, or bad, bad Or companies were not even using their employees, using stock photos or actors or whatever. But again, there are so many companies or too many companies that are doing the billboards with their employees because it worked for someone. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily going to be right for you guys, and it's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, to- not all the time like people want to be on billboards, no. which is fine. And also sometimes, like, y- you can't do that. With all, like, no. I would say if we're just, like, 
only men. We try to hire women. We are working on that. But right now we have only men. I would say, okay, well, this is not the, the way to go. Like if we just yeah. only men. Or that goes just with other diversity. Um. I saw a campaign. I think it's running now. Like one of the companies who have their um, team members dressed as characters from the games that they're developing. Mm-hmm. And I hated that campaign. And a friend of mine was like, you're not the target audience. You're not a gamer. You're not the person they're targeting. Like, uh, and also, that's the reason the logo is so small. Because the people who play this game mm-hmm. and are the audience for this role are people that will see this photo and know exactly who's this character. Yeah. What's the company? Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. What game is that? And what, yeah. yeah. I'm not the audience. And that's another thing. Who's your audience when you're doing those kind of things? I felt at first that it came back to, I know, like, uh, which, which billboard you are aiming for. Uh, I thought that they are going to the phase when I used to do that mistake, too, like many years ago. Not that many. We had a phase of, like, are you a ninja? Are you a rock star? Are you a Jedi? Are you whatever? And then it was, like, I thought that this is, like, that thing all over again that we need mm-hmm. to be like a superstars but no we need to be people and uh, now i think like you that i'm not the audience so i'm not the audience totally and i understand that it. wrong but for campaigns that are there was another campaign and again billboards are hit and miss like mm-hmm. you you can know in my opinion before a lot of times you go to a really big agency they will build this campaign around um certain kind of narrative or marketing plan or anything but they they're, they are not necessarily the target audience, so they miss it. Um, and there was a campaign for one of the big companies. It ran for like a few weeks, uh, and they had employees, and everything was great, and they used like slang words and everything. But the judgmental attitude that they got online again, and and anyone who deals with marketing or employer branding knows that you need to go to certain groups on Facebook mm-hmm. or LinkedIn to see what people actually think about campaigns. Um, it was it was crushing. And the reason it was crushing, and it wasn't different than any other campaign. They put people, real people, from the company, use slang words in the code, whatever. Um, but the biggest criticism was like, oh, my God, you have really beautiful employees. They're all under the age of 30. They all look the same. They're all from Tel Aviv. Do I have a sp- spot there? And do also, I want to be there? Do I want to be there? And also, are you targeting juniors, but you don't have any junior position opens? Mm-hmm. So what are you doing? I think what is going on that people ask questions. You yeah. put yourself out there. Um, people have opinions and they are asking questions. And they have also the knowledge and the ability to go inside and see what is that company is all about. Yeah. Because if I'm posting, I'm really amazing. Um, in so many ways on billboards. So people will ask, are you really amazing? Okay, I can see how many people work there. Who are those people? Um, what are they doing? Uh, I think that sometimes uh, you feel the mismatch so badly. You say, okay, something is so weird here that you just don't buy that. Um, but I'm thinking also about companies that I usually work in and work with which are very which are very small and in like they can't they afford can, it they can't afford it and they can't even see when they will be 
able to do those kind of stuff but it because makes it's sense. like yeah it's 10 people in 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 a company 10 people in one room and by the way i um, don't think 200 or a thousand people company have to do a billboard it's not right for everyone yeah and that's again talking about employee branding you're 10 people you wanna scale to a 30 100 whatever Think about what's unique about you. What's unique about those 10 people, about the mm-hmm. company culture that you can talk about externally. But also, if you have 10 people, they're probably so dedicated to this mission. The first thing you need to do as part of employer branding is rebuild your referral program. And again, that's the thing about employer Go branding. inside. Yeah. Use, the, use, <coughs> use yeah. The, all the forces that we have inside. inside. And, and, and employer branding say- is not the same for each company. It mm-hmm. have to be specific to your needs. And, and and you know what, in 10 or 20 people, even 50 people companies, they're not necessarily going to be a function for employer branding. Budgeting, time, yeah. resource, anything. So yeah, a lot of the time the TAs will do that or will do some parts of it or the office administrative or marketing person or something. But employer branding is, is a method. Like you need to think about it all the time when you scale because it's a part of your scaling process. Um, and that's really important. I just did a lecture like a few weeks ago to TAs, to talent acquisition um, partners about employer branding and, and talking about what they can do as TAs in the companies, even if they mm-hmm. have employer branding functions, um, to bring more people and to think in the mindset of employer branding. Yeah. Um, and outstanding recruiter is doing it amazingly. Her name is Danielle Cohen. She's from AppsFire. And she's not my friend or anything, but I have tons of respect for her. Because she's now in charge of employer branding in the company, but before she was talent acquisition, and she did incredible moves as an individual mm-hmm. that helped them recruit people. Mm-hmm. And I, I think anyone can do small stuff mm-hmm. that goes along with a strategy, what goes along with a company values, DNAs, or anything, um, and to bring other people in. Yeah, I think that if I would say like. One thing to to get out of this podcast is you you don't need to post your happy hour cupcakes or the cookies that you, you give like on Thursdays. Um, you need to think about the people and it's very easy once you have only 10 people. It's harder when you have 200 people to think about or to communicate with or to to like to like change the course of, of a big ship. It's harder once you, you can do that for a small ship, like very easy. It's it's just 10 people. It so is. you can talk with them. You can talk with all of them. You can challenge, <laughs> like seriously, you can challenge, as a CEO, you can challenge your team if you're 10 people, 15, 20 people, to write a LinkedIn post about the company and give them a frame. Like, what are the three things you love about coming to work here? And make it organic. They don't have to write it in English if they don't feel, mm-hmm. or their native language or whatever. And or just they, like go go for the like go for the basic. Think the about basic. the people. Think, Think about, about the people. people. What they need. What like exactly. If you you get that, so they will bring their friends because once their needs are made, they will communicate that to their friends. Exactly. And yeah. if you have the ability to put budget there, then again put it because <laughs> I really believe you can do a lot of things with a small budget coming from NGOs. Mm-hmm. Um, but here is, here is an example. At eBay, I really wanted people to talk on stages. I wanted to create opportunities for them. I wanted to host meetups, but I also wanted them to go and be independent and be able to speak on stages. Um, and a lot of people wanted it, but not really applied or 
there was kind of a barrier there, like something was holding them down or back. Um, and I, I started to ask why. And a lot of them said that they don't have the skill set, they don't know how to build the actual lecture, they don't have the time. And I'm, I'm putting mm -hmm. quotes on the time because it's never time, it's always <laughs> something else. And we built it a mini course. It was hard yeah. for them. And we created a solution. I was like, mm -hmm. that's the issue. I'm going to create a mini course with professionals to come and help you, not just to speak on stage. That's a small part. Like, we can do that with a coach, and that's fine. But to build the actual lecture, to make you feel comfortable talking about the content you're going to talk. And yes, we involved legal and everyone that we needed to make sure that everything is right. Um, but we gave them a shortcut. We gave them a shortcut us as a company that we could. The same with writing. A lot of people are very talented and have so many things to say. CEOs that have a lot of things to say, even if they're running a 10-people company. And I found some of the people that I used to advise, like a ghostwriter. Mm -hmm. They will write their notes, but somebody that have the skill set to actually go and write it in a marketing kind of way or a more um, alluring way, then that's fine. Because the messaging is still the messaging of the person who's writing it. They mm -hmm. just don't have the skill set to do it. That's all. So other people can. Yeah, and that's very affordable. That's very affordable, and it's a great attitude to take. Because a lot of the times, they're starting to learn. Mm -hmm. Like, while they're having a ghostwriter and seeing how he or she writes for them and taking the messaging, they are, um, you know, copying it. It's, it's, again, I think it's just kind of... A challenge and things that people tell themselves they can't do. Like, no, I can't write. <laughs> I can't talk on stage. I can't. But it's not true. You just need somebody to push you. Just to push you and give you, like, the right direction and everything. And, and you take it from there. Um, and, again, is it part of my employer branding role? Or is it a chief of staff role or anything? It's, I think it's just making sure that there's a person that have the mindset for that. Mm -hmm. And that's... Again, what's so special about employer branding? All of a sudden, you have a person that is fully dedicated about the people in the organization, how they proceed outside, but also inside. Um, so, so yeah. So I want to ask you about your goals as an employer branding manager. Why did you decide to do that? And I'm I guessing honestly, you have an agenda. Don't we all? Uh, <laughs> I, I think my agenda was... I saw a lot of companies doing campaigns, like in general, mm -hmm. and I'm in the in the sphere of employer branding for the past five years, doing it um, officially as a full-time role and not as an advisor for four years, even more. Um, we're in 2021, like the years in my mind just got completely mixed up, so never mind. <laughs> but it's, uh, I, I thought, and I think my agenda is always Make it unique about the company. Don't do things just because other people are doing it. Mm -hmm. And make it around the people you're mm -hmm. working with. I think that's what makes any employer branding strategy work so well. Talking about the innovation, the culture, the DEI, the people. Uh, and honestly, bring them a voice. Like, I really love the fact that not only my senior executive are the one who is, like, being published we can also talk with directors and people who mm -hmm. have unique functions in the organization or VPs or or people who, who build something in the company, even if they're just, and again, I'm putting quotes here, managers or ICs, but let's give them the opportunity to share their knowledge. And uh, a great place, for example, to do that is like create a company blog. 
just create a company blog mm-hmm. and give people the authority to write about what they're doing and give them the stage from the company to do that. They don't have to necessarily go and speak in a conference in, in front of a thousand people. They can write a blog and reach ten of tens of thousand people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, put the people first. I think that's the most important thing and make it unique and be true. A lot of companies are mistakenly create EVPs according to what they think people from the outside want to hear. Or it is just like from other companies. From other companies, but it's not true to the company itself. And then there's a clash. Because mm-hmm. a candidate can, you can sell a lot of things to the candidate. In the end, they're coming to work in a company. And they will know what is the truth. In three days. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a really big and thing. And I think that people, it's not that they are smarter, but they have, uh, they know they like should ask questions. So and people I'm a, ask questions. Go and ask questions. Like mm-hmm. any interview right now. Yeah, it's a good thing that I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows that an interview today is a two-way interview. Mm-hmm. I'm interviewing you, but you're interviewing me. If I'm going to give you a bad vibe, and I'm using the word bad vibe because that's yeah. how, how can you measure vibes? But like coming that's out okay. of the That's okay. We had a whole episode about recording with good yeah, vibes. So. Good vibes. <laughs> um, So it's another thing. Is it a part of employer branding? And in some companies it is to work with hiring managers and TAs on their interviewing skills because they are the face. They are the ambassadors. Um, so, yeah, so it's it's everything. It's looking at the company from – it's looking at the candidates, employer branding, more another aspect of, it, of everything that I just said is from the first moment he saw the job posting mm-hmm. to the second that he got either a rejection letter – or a call, or it got ex- accepted to the organization and the onboarding. Um, and some people will even say it's until the day that he decided to leave the company. I think that um, once you understand you are dealing with people, so you have a relationship with them, with yeah. everyone, with, with the people that are working with you at a company, and also with all the people that... Wanted to work at Zip Recorder and didn't get hired. So you still have a relationship with mm-hmm. them. Because maybe one day that could be like people that do want to come work with you or you would decide that you want to work with them. And also with all the people that, that are in the ecosystem eventually. We want to create a relationship with, which is like a good one. <laughs> it is that, this is like the basic stuff here I you think. never know where the talent is going to come from and that's another thing that everybody should remember yeah and I also think that we should remember that everyone is a talent yeah that's the thing here I want to create a relationship with people that I that I get engaged with it's super important and it's not just waiting for the engagement to come to you it's creating the engagement extent like with other organization and companies and everything and understanding that you're not alone in this process mm-hmm. like it's really important to collaborate with other companies and I think what's maybe it's unique to the Israeli ecosystem um, the function of employer branding is again could be in some companies extremely junior in some companies extremely seniors and the You see that the people in this role are helping each other, not because um, 
they are not afraid of competition because we all are aiming for the same talent pool and it's frustrating in a way. Mm-hmm. But because we all understand that we can help each other and still be unique and still be true to our own like beliefs and companies and, and still do our campaigns and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's beautiful, by the way. And maybe it's unique to this ecosystem because it's so small. Uh, but, for example, I do a global role. And one of the best things that I think that I have is the, the ability to do, like, knowledge sharing with other people who have this global role in their companies. And we're not talking about budget and we're not talking about creative moves that we're going to create because we know we understand the boundaries without even saying them. But we can talk about our challenges and, like, understanding a different... Um, country, its culture, its needs, where is the best place you can hire people and everything. Um, and it's amazing. It's really amazing. And I really think it's unique to Israelis, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, and by the way, working as a global a global head of this department or this function is incredible because the U.S. is completely different market than Israel. <laughs> then it's completely different market than Europe and you need to think about things in a different way that you thought of and you need to break stuff like previous knowledges that you had. Like, I know that this is going to work. No, it's not necessarily going to work somewhere else. It's going to work here. It's not something. And you need to challenge yourself all the time and you need to find the right people in the company to be a partner. So that's another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we, when you think about the future, what is like next for employer branding? I think it's going to be like departments, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to see a lot of people, senior people in these roles, uh, moving up to uh, VP people or chief people. And it's going to be like the new, in my opinion, the new kind of HR. Mm-hmm. Like, because again, because those people are so people centric and the stories and what's happening in the companies and connecting between internal communication, welfare, HR, mm-hmm. learning and development externally. And hire, like everything, the, the full circle. So it's going to move in, uh, will be like independent units. I think it will be. Um, again, depends on how companies will scale and put mm-hmm. the time and budget there. But I, I do see it as an independent function in the end because, again, uh, slowly <laughs> that role will take more and more responsibility into it. Yeah. And it's not going to be something that is just part of TA. It's also marketing. And in one year, like let's say you don't need to hire as many people as you did last year. But so, so the entire like strategy for that year will be brand awareness. Yeah. And it needs to be somewhere else. So, yeah, I think, I think it's going to be like full departments of like three to five people. Mm-hmm. I think more and more companies will have um, full-time videographer like uh, a photographer, creative writers um, under employer branding and not necessarily marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I see like it, like community management a few years ago. Yeah. It was a new role. And in, in the beginning, it was about social media and about like just creating the Facebook groups and everything. It became its own identity in the company, like, again, departments and everything, a new way of doing CS, sales, everything. So employer branding, in my opinion, will be the next thing. Yeah, which is also like people-centric. Again? Yeah. 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 And we're 
getting to the end of the episode, like if you will need to summarize the episode, like what is the things that you want to sum up for people? If you're thinking about building an employer branding strategy and you don't want to start with hiring a person because you don't have the budget or mm-hmm. the time or anything, think about what's your AVP. Think about what is success three or a year from now will look like. Um, and if you can't hire that person, think about what is the priorities of thing. If it's the career page, if it's the fundamental things about the hiring process or anything, can they work with the TAs on it? Or um, who are the people they're going to work with this mm-hmm. function? <clears throat> and again, employer branding is all about the people. Yeah. If you don't believe in it, then don't have this role. Yeah. Because that function is going to put a spotlight on what's going on in the company. Inside. And and you need to be aware and you need to be ready for that. I agree. I think that for me, the main thing that I, I'm taking from this episode is that before you go outside and you think about everything that will go in outside, like the MVP, the stuff that I want to post, the social media, it all starts with the inside, which is the people, how we treat them, how they feel, are they... What are they thinking about coming to work with me as a CEO, as a manager, as, as a person with them in the room? Um, sometimes we think about small companies like, okay, I don't have the budget. It's going to be harder, but it's easier to talk with 10 people and communicate with 10 people. And It's not get... about the swag. It's not about the happy yeah, hour. Yeah, it's not, a, it's not about the money. It starts with the people, which is easier in small companies. Uh, so that's amazing. Like it's something that you can take from here. And it comes back to communicate with people. Like people knows what is going on. They will tell you how they feel if you're just going to ask and listen. So it all comes back to that, which is amazing for me, I think. And once we will have that, it's going to be easier to communicate stuff and stick with the truth. For sure. Like whatever you have, just stick with that everything is like this is people like it's all good like we don't have to be like other companies uh like we don't have to be like other people so it's all coming back to <laughs> unique be yourself yeah. yeah just be yourself as a company as a person that's like the main thing here um for me it was like super interesting it was uh, really interesting for me as well yeah thank you and i think that summarized it very well i like it <laughs> um so i want to thank you liora for coming and sharing and for all the good insights that you put there in the episode uh thank you so much thank you Eddie, for hosting me and inviting me here and uh yeah it's a great opportunity right now for anyone in this field to grow yeah Yeah, and, and, and also uh, we didn't summarize that, but I want to say that um, I think that also the main thing here is that the line that goes through your career, working with people that led you to that. that and how you see things evolving is, is really connected to that. And I think that's amazing for us, for HR people and all the people that are inside companies and overall, we are people. So I think that notion is important to say that overall is. we are people and caring for people. It's important. And that's the thing here. Um, so thank you so much. And feel free to share our episode. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> Bye. Bye.